Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 331, covering Acquisition and Oasis with Terry Drozdak. Hi, friends. Uh, Tidro, for some reason, is here to watch some Ferengi happen. Woohoo! Not sure. Tidro showed up to watch some garbage with us. Are you a Ferengi super fan? Is that how that goes? Uh, It is the opposite of that. Uh, uh, I just happened to get this one. Well, you know. Well, I didn't get it. This one, back back when Nate was on the show regularly, he tried to be on for Klingon episodes, and Flonk, also a big fan of the Klingons, tries to do that. So I thought maybe you wanted to be here for the Ferengi one. Uh, no, I'm 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 good with never doing Ferengi anything ever again. Well, as, as far as I know, depending on what Discovery does, this might be the last time we ever have to deal with Ferengi. So that's something. That would I mean, be good. Rick Berman and Brandon Bragg aren't working on it, so they can't hurt us anymore. Yeah. Uh, or anyone else. Well, I don't know about that. Braga's still still at large. <laughs> uh, he's working. He's working on Salem, a show about uh, ghost crap that happens in the woods. I'm sure he's very happy. Actually, someone wrote in to tell us that uh, he's an executive producer on uh, Seth MacFarlane's The Orville. So, oh, so, good. So that. Well, that's fantastic. another reason to not watch The Orville. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that more in the supplemental. But. Uh, mm-hmm. First, why don't I kick things off and tell you what happens in Acquisition, if I must. We open on a ship full of jug-eared pumpkin people speaking in an unsubtitled alien language. And while I applaud the stylistic choice, it did add an extra ten minutes to my overall viewing time since I thought I'd forgotten to check the subtitle box when I ripped the DVD. So I had to go check other versions of the episode to make sure there wasn't supposed I wasn't supposed to be understanding what they were saying. We're already off to a bad start here, Enterprise. I have many other things I would rather be doing with my time. Also, these are clearly Ferengi, so we're already falling into that stuff we shouldn't be seeing given the premise of the show trap that Voyager fell into so many times. Then again, how could you resist shining a spotlight on everyone's favorite alien race? Who doesn't love the Ferengi? Put your hands down, you two. No one can see you doing that. So, while the crouching, laser-whip-wielding creepos board the Enterprise, which they had the surprisingly uncharacteristic forethought to spray with Batman 66-style knockout gas first... Meet your 2151 starting Ferengi lineup. Jeffrey Combs. Yes, that Jeffrey Combs. Clint Howard. Yes, that Clint Howard. Ethan Phillips. Yes, that Ethan Phillips. And some other guy I've never heard of who Tidro probably has a crush on. Yes, that Tidro. <laughs> With unfettered access to the ship and the crew unconscious, there's nothing to stop the Ferengi from stealing everything that isn't nailed down like common adventure game protagonists, which they proceed <laughs> to do. But they didn't count on a certain Florida man hanging out in the sexy decontamination chamber, which conveniently leaves him in his underwear for, during his requisite Die Hard episode. To his credit, he doesn't seem too concerned by this, and by the end, he has Archer and T'Pol, who are thankfully fully clothed, to help him boot the Ferengi. Excuse me, I mean the mysterious unnamed race that we won't make first contact with for another 200 years off the ship. Nice one, Brannon. And that rhymes with canon, which you clearly don't give a fuck about. Yeah. Uh huh. So this wasn't terrible, but it was terrible. 
I liked this for I liked everything about this Ferengi episode except for the Ferengi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it was bad, but at least it wasn't boring. No. Matt, you pointed this out. This moves along at a pretty good clip. This one flies by. Like, I was shocked by how quickly it was over. And I'm, you know, just like. Yeah, it was very well. Wow, I just, yeah. Wow. Most Enterprise is much more boring than this. <laughs> no, and I actually, like, as much as I bitched about having to figure out the subtitles thing, because, yeah, sometimes, like, these are from ripped DVDs. And sometimes I accidentally turn off the subtitles and I should be reading. You know, like, I did that with Breaking Bad. And it's like, great. Mm-hmm. People are speaking Spanish right now. And I do not know what they're saying. Yep. And, um, but no, I actually liked it as a stylistic choice of starting out with these guys just speaking their own language and us not knowing what they're saying. That was pretty cool. I was desperate for this episode to be entirely about, uh, Ferengi speaking no English at all. Yep. And Trip in his underwear running around trying to stop them. And that honestly. If the only guy on the show is Trip and none of the Ferengi are speaking are speaking any English, that almost makes it work for them, like us never knowing who they are until they show up in uh, next gen. Yeah, but that's not what happened. That's not happened. What happened at all? So once again, I made a better Star Trek episode than the people who make Star Trek. I, we do that every week. Yes. What do you think, Tidra? Um, I'm not like I don't care about this show very much. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I don't get as mad at it when it does something really dumb and obviously wrong, but uh, it is it is really dumb. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Matt pointed out there there must be there there have to be surveillance cameras on this thing. They had yeah. to have pictures taken. Yeah, they could have gone back to Starfleet headquarters afterwards and said these are the mysterious guys we ran into. Maybe put a footnote in the records or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and as soon as we ran into them, it gave me like, oh, yeah, these were those Ferengis that uh, Archer tangled with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as like, I recall, uh, Picard ran into them when he was uh, uh, captain of the previous ship, the Stargazer. And mm-hmm. when they returned, he's like, oh, these are the mysterious guys. So, like, they weren't even known at the beginning of Next Gen. He ran into them and didn't yeah. know who they were. It was the second time he ran into them was like, oh, shit, these are the Ferengi. Okay, I know now. No, and they were like a big threat too. Everyone was real scared of them. Well, that was that was the writers fucking it up because they ate people. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The thing is, I guess Archer gave them such a stern talking to that both the, that, that the four uh, Ferengi on the ship and all other Ferengi stayed away for two hundred years. Yeah, oh, stay guys, away from the humans and the Vulcans. Those guys are scary. Guys, we met with the humans and the Vulcans, and they made us. They were so mean. Yep. They made us put they made us put all our stuff away and they talked sternly to us. Never go back there ever again or they will yell at us. The thing is, <laughs> well, I mean, you and I can both relate to like uh and and Paul F. Tompkins also can relate to uh, not wanting to be yelled at being your main uh Yes, but I'm also not the head of an alien race of thieving pirates, so That's true. Also for for thieving pirate like this is standard operating procedure for them. You you knock out the crew and then you sneak on their ship and take their stuff. Mm-hmm. All they all they had were like big sacks to stuff the stuff in. Like, you'd <laughs> yeah. think they'd be better organized for this kind of thing. Literally all they're missing is a dollar sign on it. Yeah, and, and yeah. they probably had the Ferengi sign for Latinum on it and we just didn't recognize yeah. it. But it, I feel it, like it, at this point we would recognize that. Well, that's probably true. But it it, it felt very disorganized for it being like, mm-hmm. okay, I could see this being kind of an efficient knock them out, take their stuff, get out of here. Like that's that's kind of cool in a in a way. I wish it wasn't the Ferengi, but okay, I can respect that. But they, well, they're just bumbling around, not knowing where anything is, and taking stuff that's worthless. And 
They took the whole well, the, the, the problem. Yeah. yeah. The problem. The problem is that they steal literally everything. Yeah. Yes. At well, they point- didn't actually steal anything. They were carrying chairs out, but they didn't bother with like the space MRI. Yeah. Uh huh. No, it was very haphazard. These and, are much easier to steal than that crap that's bolted down. And I think the joke is, oh, these are aliens and they don't know what's valuable, I guess. But obviously the technology, the stuff that's flashing and beeping, is more mm-hmm. valuable than a stationary object like a chair. I know for a fact they have chairs. I've seen their chairs. I, the Ferengi have invented the chair. Have they? Because I do know when you operate that weird globy thing in the middle of the bridge, you have to be standing. No, Brent's grandfather was sitting in one. Oh, Okay. He makes a big deal about, about sitting down on it when they put him in charge of the ship. He's like, ah, ah my ship now. Ah, gotcha. I liked Jeffrey Combs' character, actually. He um, he played a different kind of Ferengi than than Brunt, which was the other mm-hmm. one that he played before. Um, he felt to me like sort of Rom 2.0. It was the same kind of character as Rom, the sort of bumbling, friendly guy that everyone abuses. But I actually yep. liked him. Well, for one thing, he didn't have the voice. That voice was 90% of it for Rom, but... <laughs> He, he just talked like Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, but it was more of a... Like, I haven't heard this version of, like, his voice before. Like, it wasn't sinister, and it wasn't, like, the Wayun voice, and it wasn't the Brunt voice. Like, it was kind mm-hmm. of a nice guy. Kind of a, oh, why does everyone always pick on me? I just want to get my share, you know? So you're saying cool. he's a good actor, is what yes, you're saying. that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Conversely, the guy who is probably physically most suited to look like a Ferengi, Clint Howard... Not very convincing as, as as a Ferengi, I thought. Sorry, Clint. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Phillips, got to give him credit. He was pretty good. He yep. was good. He wasn't Neelix. He was a different, like, he, he felt very Ferengi to me. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't look anything like Neelix. I mean, the no. makeup was quite good on him. Yeah, if we didn't see his name in the credits and recognize the voice, I wouldn't have known. Like, like the way he acted and stuff, just, you know, quite good. And he only, he only, uh, he, he only occasionally sounded like Neelix. Yeah. Because Neelix didn't usually have any menace in his voice, and this guy was supposed to be the lead guy, so most of what he said was supposed to be threatening. Don't make me hit you with my whip. Ah, I got a laser whip, so Falco <laughs> love this. <laughs> they did that He's just already for clapping him. his hands. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> I'm going to say also it was a good laser whip. Uh, is there way be- thing? Way, way better than the laser whips in, uh, in TNG. Those were terrible laser whips. This laser whip at least looked like a whip and then had a laser. I think laser whips are dumb, but, you know. I mean, they, yes, but <laughs> as far as dumb laser whips go, this was definitely the top. All right. Fair enough. It was uh, this and then that guy from Iron Man 2. Yeah. Wasn't, didn't he have whip in his name? Yeah, whip. whip la- whiplash. Whiplash. I don't know. You're the Marvel guy. Yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> I only know so many obscure Iron Man villains. Oh, okay. This is not my boat. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I want, m- I want my bird. <laughs> uh, Tudor, what was your good thing about this episode? Um. Okay, so this is, there's there's like a bad thing inside my good thing. Uh, the Enterprise <laughs> apparently will fall for anything. Um, they just but will they're just the first randomly, ship out here. They don't know. Uh, they know. just will believe anything anyone tells them. But anyway, yep. so so. They they fell for this plan, which was pretty dumb. They brought this thing on the ship, and they didn't stick it in quarantine or anything. Mm-hmm. But we didn't see that. We didn't see them, like, finding the thing and going to get it, and then everybody passing out. It right. was really great that they didn't mm-hmm. over-explain something for a change. 
No, we came in. Yeah, because it doesn't. It doesn't matter how the Ferengi knocked everyone out. No, but it's it's but it's you know, if I had guessed how they were going to do this show, that's how I would guess they would do it. No, like we said, the the opening ten minutes was them speaking their own language and everyone in the ship being knocked out and them just wandering around and like like that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what do you got for a good thing? Uh. I like the uh, we talked about this a little bit. I like the way the Ferengi are dressed, very piratey. Mm-hmm. Much better than the outfits they put them in in uh, Next Gen and DS Nine. Much, yeah. No, these look very like they look very. Um, we found a bunch of crap and we put on the stuff that we like. They look yeah. like, like classic space pirates from a mm-hmm. decently costumed sci-fi show. Not this show's idea of space pirates. Yeah, like it would be easy to just put them in you know the traditional Ferengi uniform or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they this actually, works better. They actually look like if these guys had appeared in the original series, that that's probably how they would have been dressed. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Also, Trip bites a guy in the face. Go Trip! No, he bites him yeah. in the, the sex organs. He bites, he bites him, him on, on the, the face ear. and then on so the ear. so gross. Yep. Because, so gross. Because ears. Yep. Yeah, I That guy agree. bit me on the ear and I got a boner. <laughs> now it's going to be hard to fight him. That was my plan all along. I win. Bamboozled you. <laughs> Bambonered you. You tried to escape. I beat you. I'll do it again. He's from Florida. This. He will bite. I learned this from an ancient uh, ancient Earth tactician named Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'll bite you and then I'll set you on fire. It's the Florida way. <laughs> uh, my good thing. Um, and then he rides a lawnmower. Yeah, well, I figured you were going to do that, yeah. That's how to every safety. trip story ends, isn't it? They rode around on a lawnmower for a while. Yep. My good thing, I'm actually going to give Bakula credit for this one. When he gets to play mm-hmm. Archer kind of having fun, like sort of Captain Kirking his way through, his, like, well, I'm a hostage. I'm going to pick the dumbest one, and I'm going to talk him into helping me. He's kind of yep. fun to watch. Like, and that proves my my main problem with Archer is the way he's written, not the way he's performed. Like, ba- give Bakula something decent to do, and he seems to be mm-hmm. able to do it. Yeah. So I, the the scene the scene where him and Trip fight over uh, the fake gold is oh really yeah where good. the gold is in the vault yeah it's like fake vault and the fake wife Trip Trip <laughs> needs about two lines of like of, of setup to realize oh this is the lie we're going with okay I'll play along and like yep. these guys are old friends enough to know that they like okay let's this is we're doing scenario number six got it wink <laughs> I like it I, I like actually. And, and sort of in a broader sense, like I said, take the like the Ferengi were all terrible. Jeffrey Combs oh, was yeah. pretty OK, but all the stuff with Trip and Archer and most of the stuff with T'Pol, I actually liked like I liked all the stuff with the Enterprise characters. Mm-hmm. So if we had a different alien race, this would have been a good episode. A uh, better episode, certainly. Yeah. I don't know about good. But uh, <laughs> again, bring in some Andorians or fucking it's, whatever. And a lot of it has to do with letting Archer be a little charming and letting Trip run around in his underwear. But also, mm-hmm. like, the the conflict is not between these guys. It's not Archer yelling at T'Pol. Instead, they're working together, which is what they fucking should be doing. Yeah, They work together really well. They are a really good team. They did. There's a mm-hmm. lot of good strategy. Where it's like, you'll see T'Pol watching them, figuring out their deal, and then formulating a plan based on what she's observed. Like like any sensible person would do. And that seems like not something I should be praising, because it's common sense, but the show doesn't usually do that. No, mm-hmm. and Trip and Archer are trusting T'Pol. 
Yes. All three of them are working together to get these goofballs off their ship and they do a good job of it. And like, this is what I want to see more of is these guys as a team, like functioning toward a common goal instead of bickering at each other all the time, you know? Yep. Uh, Tidro, what's your bad thing? <laughs> this is a little nitpicky, but n- none of the actors actually know how to act like unconscious people. Uh, people don't fall like that when they pass out. That's they're, not very they're... nitpicky, because m- most no. of the crew, except for those three characters, spend the entire episode unconscious. Like, that's in the background for the whole hour, so it's a pretty big yeah. deal. But there are There's people a... that are sort of gently propped up against the wall, and people that are... You know, oh, I think Tapal was bad. the worst one. Yes, she. Oh, was. yeah, she definitely was. No, she's down in uh, engineering and leaning against like some piece of machinery or whatever, and it looks like if she'd passed out, she would have just wanged her head full on into it. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, she's using the warp core as like a pillow. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. You don't fall <laughs> she, like that. No, and if you did, you would you would fall again to the ground, and there would be a little pool of blood under your head. Yeah, yeah, a little green I, pool. I want to see her flat on her face with her head, like, with blood coming out of her ear and drool coming out of her mouth. Yeah, like, not just a sexy lady pose. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I I know. Yeah. You know. In fact, I'm just going to jump to my bad thing. I I know the Ferengi are well-established as gross creeps, but the show has already given us so much of that. Could you just lay off for, like, a week? Like they yeah, wanna please. they wanna sell the women into slavery and they make a big deal out of Tapal in particular because ears, of course, and like uh just non stop. And she actually does a little like tr- fake seducing the guy, which I actually think would have been a great scene if there hadn't been six weeks in a row of her being like a sex object. Yeah. yeah. Like in and of itself, in the context of this episode, it was pretty funny because the Vulcan is the least sexual one of all, and so it's funny, but because Oh, let's talk about her bum, and then the rape episode, and then this is just (laughs) one thing after a fucking another, you know? Like, enough. It just, it never stops being gross. No, and again, in and of itself, in this episode, it was kind of cute, but because of the cumulative effect of all that other stuff, it wasn't. Mm. So. Yeah. They're like, she's not human, we can be... They seem to be going like, oh, she's not human, we can be as gross as we want her. Yeah, we can objectify someone who's not a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts on this, Tidro, because, like, we do, uh, Amanda's chimed in, and I want to hear from women on this, because it's obviously something that concerns women. Yeah, like, she's overly sexualized for no reason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not great at all. No, it's really not. I'm, I mean, I'm happy they're not doing it. I guess she gets, all, she gets, a, and Hoshi doesn't really get much of it, um, but Hoshi's, like, just as cute. Oh, she's mm-hmm. kind of adorable. Yeah, uh, not that I want her to be sexually uh, objectified and manhandled, but you know, it, it's it, it's sort of ridiculous. They put this. I mean, they, they obviously are just you know, here's here's seven of nine, but a Vulcan. Yeah, yeah no, it's basically we hired you to be the boobs. But yeah. the thing is, seven of nine was always like, yeah, she was sexy because she just was sexy. She didn't act mm-hmm. sexy, and people like Harry Kim treated her that way, and she fucking smacked him down. But like, yeah. Nobody else dared treat her as anything but a dignified equal because, you know, she was. That's how she carried herself. She yeah, wasn't exactly. doing she wasn't doing Agent Tammy Preston pos- posing in the background. <laughs> well, yeah. Waggle your hips and get the coffee. That is your job, Agent Tammy. Well, I mean, 
<laughs> David Lynch is directing, so. Well, yeah. He's kind of a gross creep, I hate to say it. He's You're doing a great, great job, women. Tammy. No, he is yeah. not good with women. Nope. I had a dream about Monica Bellucci. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, all three of us are keeping current on Twin Peaks, so those of you who are not, just uh, shut up for a minute. We're talking about Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, Shake your... that ass some more. <laughs> Make it bounce. This is my to... vision. I'm trying to think of the most inappropriate things for, to say in the David Lynch voice. Put them on the glass. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> Matt, what was your bad thing about this episode? Uh, Trip gets dressed. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> so you want, you're fine with treating him like a piece of meat. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. good. I feel better then. Fair enough. No, he's a good-looking dude, just, for sure. But, you know. Oh, yeah. Plus, I just love him running around in that underwear for the entire fucking episode. Well, it's, it's I uni- can't find any pants. It's uniform underwear, so he's not, like, in boxers or whatever. But, you know. Like, heart, like cartoon the, heart boxers. And I like him doing the diehard thing, too, where he's, like... Yeah, yeah he's barefoot. That's nice. Yeah. But I, I also like, shoes and like I like him doing the diehard thing on his own for a bit and then realizing he needs help and the first person mm-hmm. he revives is T'Pol and so like yep. the most useful people on the ship to him are T'Pol and Archer and I like that. Yep. Hoshi's fourth. Yeah, he goes for Hoshi well, next but the, the, the hypo's out of juice. Yeah. But well, they, they woke up uh, Archer. He wakes up uh, T'Pol. Right, I know, but I'm saying like yeah. he probably would have gone for the captain first but he was already awake. Right. Like in uh, his mind. My other bad. What's that? Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, in his mind, like, the two most useful people are those two, and I'm glad he's put his T'Pol crap aside. Yep. Anyway, you were saying? You know, you guys know what you're talking about. Come on. Yeah. Wake up, stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, my, other ba- my other bad thing. So, we have long established on this show, like, Archer goes out of his way to get information on aliens. Like, oh, he'll people just, he he'll already just show up at your house about. and invite himself in. Like, he fucking shows up at, like, the Vulcan planet to poke around and figure out what, like... <laughs> hey, what you oh, got man, here, this church? is what Vulcans do, huh? What's, what's this These sign been saying? Around. Quiet? Okay, so we're supposed to be quiet, huh? Yeah. But, like, he doesn't spend ten minutes in this episode once the Ferengi are all captured to interrogate them about his ra- about their race or mentions what he did learn from these idiots so that when the Ferengi do show up, we're not all baffled by them. Mm-hmm. Like, Tidro mentioned this earlier, and I mentioned it before that. There are security cameras on the ship. Like, the fact that we should be, that we have no idea who these guys are is stupid. Yep. Yeah. No, and it's a very obvious attempt to ignore the premise of the show just mm-hmm. so you can cram in something that you think people want to see. Except, again, do pe- like I, they do this with the Borg later, I know, and at least I get that because people like the Borg. They're cool. But does mm-hmm. anyone feel that way about the Ferengi? Was it even worth breaking your back to fuck up continuity just to have the Ferengi? I'm going to say this. The only people who like for the Ferengi are like people who like DS9 because that's where they're fucking they were set up the most. Yeah, but we're huge DS9 fans. There were no fans of the Ferengi. I, I think mean, the fun. only people who are fans of the Ferengi are the people who get to dress up and get paid to act like Ferengi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And creeps. I bet creeps. Like <laughs> Armin Shimmerman's like, hey, you could call me. I've already played two different Ferengi. I could come up with a third. Yeah. Nah, we'll call Neelix instead. What? Go away, Armin. What? Come on. Not fair. 
He's still waiting for the callback on Buffy, which I think was still in the air at this point. <laughs> no, at this point, uh, uh, yeah, it was actually. 2001. Uh, season yeah. 7, but uh, yeah, it was still in the air. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't get, like, like I say, going way out of your way to violate the premise of the show, to violate continuity, which, again, we're not huge sticklers on. We're really not. But mm-hmm. this is a pretty big thing. This is... Yeah. They made a big deal out of Picard meeting them for the first time, and then, no, but wait, these guys did. And what it does for me is it makes this show feel like fanfic. No. Yeah, very much so. You know what? There was an Enterprise before the first Enterprise, and it was the best one, and all the all the stuff those other <laughs> guys did, these guys did it first, and they did it better. They met the Ferengi first, and they met the Borg first, and this is the first Enterprise. Ugh, shut up. Yeah, it's yeah. real fucking dumb. And this this is why I dispute the idea that the, the term Mary Sue is gendered, because I think Archer is, like, the quintessential Mary Sue. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just like Captain Kirk. He gets in fights and he gets girls, but also there's nothing to him because he's kind of lame. And also he's Quantum Leap. Yeah. <laughs> my And also he's Quantum Leap, my other favorite show. I, I assume. <laughs> I've, I've never Wait. seen that show. I assume he's on it. Yeah. He's in there somewhere. I go far did, out of my way to uh, to never see Quantum Leap. Oh, we did learn two new things about Ferengi in this episode. Yes. Which are, they like pie. Uh, well, mm-hmm. okay. And sandwiches. Yeah. And they wear cute socks. Oh, yeah. Clint Howard had, like, how would you describe them? Stripey. Yeah, Multicolored but, mm-hmm. stripey. Rainbow stripey. Yeah. 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 Very bright. Mm-hmm. Cute, very cute socks. Like, like I'd an, like to believe those are Clint Howard's actual socks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> They're just like an '80s teen girl. <laughs> very, oh, no, they're ni- '90s teen girl. They're blossom socks. Ah, see, I, I, I you're in a blind spot for me there. Very well. I know not of this earth blossom of which you speak. <laughs> Your ways are strange and foreign to me. Uh, what else? Uh, what else? I think we've That's covered most of yeah. the things. Oh, of... this this episode, uh, I, have, I I believe I have developed a crush on Trip. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're has... all pretty much on the same page, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. He has very nice shoulders, and he ran around barefoot. It won mm. me over. No, Matt, Matt's uh, an original bad thing was he puts his clothes on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, I, th- I I will say as soon as he got into that uniform, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, because the show always tries to be sexy, it like, <laughs> salad. Yeah. Exactly. Like ugh. But again, in and of itself, yeah. Nice to see that guy. Like nice to see they're not just mm-hmm. treating the women like this. And nice to you know he's a good looking guy, and he's charming as hell. Like we've really yeah. come around on that guy. Like. Early on, we didn't care about him, but uh, a few weeks ago, we kind of turned a corner on him, and I'm glad. Mm. I We said from the beginning, we want to like these guys, because it's a real slog if you don't have anyone to latch on to, and at least we got a few characters now. Not as yep. many as Voyager, but some. No. Yeah. <sighs> at this point, it might, yeah. at this point it, might, it might just be Trip Hoshi and uh, Flux. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think T'Pol is still... The most sympathetic. Like, I don't really like her, but I do oh, agree, I agree with her most of the time. No, I like I, her. I've been to this before. Up like I, don't like, I don't like her. I just feel bad for her most of the time. No, it's not no, like I, I see an episode that's about Paul. I'm like, oh, good, it's a Paul episode. But, you know. 
Well, like mostly because they're going to be gross to her if, they're, if yeah, she's going to exa- hold that's it so part for of herself. It. And, and part mm-hmm. of it is because usually when you focus on the alien, you go into details about the alien culture, and this char- this show fucks up the Vulcans so bad, that's not a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I would love to learn more about Vulcans via T'Pol, except this show's going to do something stupid with it. Yeah. That's the problem. All right. Uh, well, my quote uh, was actually, like, the Ferengi had a couple of funny lines, and most of them from mm-hmm. Jeffrey Combs, and, and this is one of them. A man is only worth the sum of his possessions. Back on my homeworld, that kind of thinking almost destroyed our civilization. You should have managed your businesses better. I kind of enjoyed that. And actually, I liked the fact that Archer could play along with their stuff kind of is because Earth is still closer to the, like, they're not far from having been greedy capitalists at this point. He still knows yeah. what it is. Like, by Picard and Cisco's time, they're like, money? What? What is money? <laughs> but Archer still knows. He still understands, and he's still, oh, okay, these are greedy bastards. I know how to deal with these. My dad knew guys like this. I, I get this. Mm. And I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I'll buy it. That's a, that's a, like, when they use the show's setting to an advantage and actually, like, you know, okay, this is the prequel, so these guys would be like this, and it's different than the other shows. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got for an alternate title, Tidro? Oh, I've got a couple. Okay. Um, the one where Trip is in his underwear, mm-hmm. or good. No time for pants. <laughs> Pretty good. Or fist fights in space. Not bad. You're going, you're going uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle with it. Tune in yeah. next time yep, for... Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Live long and die hard. Yeah, that's a good one. Wasn't that actually a die hard movie? No, I thought about that too, but it's actually... You're thinking of it's a good day to die hard. Oh, right. They did take a Star Trek saying and turn it into a die hard, though. Yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, and mine, uh, pretty obvious, but ears! <laughs> do you get it? <laughs> With an exclamation point. I would have loved if that had been, like, the fade-in episode as we, like, open on the on the uh, Enterprise floating in space. Mm-hmm. Just up in the corner. Ears! Yep. <laughs> All right. Moving on, I guess, to Oasis. Tidro, take it away. Okay. Here we go. So, the captain... Trip and T'Pol have a spicy dinner with an alien trader who tells them about a haunted ship. Oh. Um, they go from there. They go there, and there's people living on the ship. Mm. Trip and a cute manic pixie dream alien form a bond. Is T'Pol jealous? No, she's just trying to keep Trip from sticking his dick in things. <laughs> Turns out that all but two of the aliens are holograms. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Trip makes the dad alien take his daughter back home. Also, Rene Aubergenois was in this one. The end. Yep. Your yawning is contagious. I'm sorry. You pitched what? this idea to me that you're going to yawn throughout your summary, and you typing the word yawn made me yawn. <laughs> I had never even thought of that point, and then I was like, oh, yes, I'm definitely doing no, this. Now, now you're on a power trip, because now you can make the listen, like, you know, however many listeners we have, half of them are going to yawn because you yawned. That's people awesome. all over the world. Yep. Just yawning for me. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yep. 
you. Yep. But anyway, this was a super boring episode. What? It sure was. <sighs> also, uh, Renee very kindly, like very diplomatically, uh, pointed mm-hmm. out to them, uh, you know, we did this exact plot on DS9 before. Yep. Look, I don't want to turn down a paycheck or anything. Uh, but, hey, uh, you guys know what you're doing, but, uh, and, uh, you know, you've been doing Star Trek for a long time. You're going to repeat yourself sometime, but, uh, I've done this exact story before, only in, in, like, way more makeup. Oh, Renee, nobody watched Deep Space Nine. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Star Trek's for nerds. We don't watch that, that show. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Now, put, now paint your maggots on and get back to work. <laughs> well, let's just go right into your bad thing, then. Yeah, um, that alien makeup, um, okay, yes, it's cheap and easy, um, it also looks like all of the aliens' foreheads are swarming with maggots, Mm. um, I have a mild tryptophobia, and this did not help it. Gross. I did, I know that about you. All this time, because, you know, you do think everything's gross. I didn't know this was a legit thing that actually makes you a little nauseous. Al, look around. The world is a disgusting hellscape. I tend to disagree. Like, I think people act badly, but I think inherently, like, the default setting of Earth is not particularly bad. Ugh. Disgusting and dripping with icor. Yeah. <laughs> and maggots, apparently. Uh-huh. They, d- they did not remind me of maggots at all until you pointed this out, and then I can kind of see it. Yeah, I mentioned it before we, we watched it together, and I was like, yeah, all right, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's all I could look at whenever anyone was talking to them. I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. no. And the thing is, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you you don't feel sick. I'm just saying it doesn't doesn't hit me like that. So you know, <clears throat> no, it just looks like boring, like lazy makeup to me. Yeah, you know, they, it is also extremely boring, lazy makeup. Like I got, thought we were gonna get these like cool green reptile-y looking aliens. Well, like the that guy at the, at the beginning. Beginning. Yeah. 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 Nope. The guy with his spicy crawdad, but nope. Uh huh. Uh huh. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> That's what spicy crowd had. And the thing is, sometimes it's like a guest comes on and like I, I see your summary is like five sentences long. I'm like, really, you, you couldn't tease out more than that? But like, no, nothing else happened. You you were complete. Like, you probably could have t- taken two of these sentences out and still gotten the point across. Mm. I honestly thought it was going to be like three sentences long. There's nothing. Uh, this is just such a nothing episode. And uh. like. Yeah. You, you see the twist coming from miles away, and it doesn't help that everyone on the show is constantly making, like, little references to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at one point, Renee foreshadowing. Yeah, Renee's like, I, have all, I made all the friends I have to. Do you get it? I made them. Made the friends. <laughs> God, I'm funny. I'll be outside. You're going to want to watch this a second time to pick up on all this. It's like Memento. <laughs> no. We're laying down clues right from the first scene. I never thought I'd miss a hand so much, huh? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was. By the way, Quark. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, it was. It was good to see him, and that was my good thing. And then mm-hmm. uh, that just made me think, man, remember good Star Trek? Yeah. Well, my bad yeah. thing was, how do you waste Rene Aubergenois to this degree? I thought like, how was... do you get him as a guest and then just bleh? Well, I thought they you, weren't you... even using him, and then at least in the last yeah. ten minutes, which were the most tedious, at least he mm-hmm. did yeah. have some monologuing to do. Like, it was boring it, as hell, but at least he had some screen time. He got a speech and a half, yeah. Oh, my God. It was more than a speech and a half. That was three speeches. No, it was. <laughs> we, we all called it at the same time. It was nine minutes to go when everything had been wrapped up, and it was all just 
time for him to explain and explain and explain. I guess you're all wondering how I pulled off this uh, incredible caper. No, Not you, really. You used you, holograms. You could say it's one word. Clear. Hologram. Done. Also, yeah. fucking holograms again? They love holograms. Oh they love God. them. But one of the things, when we were done with Voyager, we're like, okay, I bet we're not going to like Enterprise as much. But the one thing is they won't have a holodeck anymore. We have that to look forward to. And twice now, out of like 18 episodes. Like, it's already... Let's keep in mind, it took, it took again, it took six hours of, of Enterprise for a holodeck to show up. Yeah, and again, we have another one where you think people are real and they're actually holograms. Like, uh... Yep. They love that trick. And I'm so tired of it. Yeah. And and also, it's framed as a ghost story, which is my bad thing. A Ugh. fucking ghost oh, yeah. story, Brannon, again with this stupid, boring bullshit. Oh, it's a ghost. It's fucking Star Trek. Knock it off. Ugh. Star Trek needs more ghosts. No, it needs no ghosts. Zero ghosts. Enterprise, if I had had my way, Enterprise would have had a ghost captain. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, if it was LeChuck, I'd be okay with that. Otherwise, forget it. Fine. No, um, the only time I can think of in all of Star Trek where there's been a ghost, where you think there's a ghost, and then there's an actual scientific explanation that I liked it, was way back in the original series with the Tholian web, where... Yep. Uh, Kirk is stuck in another dimension and he keeps fading in and people are seeing him around the ship and they think he's a ghost and then he's obviously not a ghost. That's one time I've seen that pulled off well. Otherwise, it's just stupid. Also, he floats around the ship and it's hilarious. Yeah, it is. But that's partially because Shatner's not very good. He's weirdly got his hands up like he's in the thriller video. It's wonderful. (laughs) I don't think I would mind an actual ghost story on... I know, but they it's never a science do them fiction well. Show there's no such thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I, I don't. I, I will watch a ghost story on in any genre. Yeah, the, but, the problem. But the they problem, don't do Terrence, them well. The problem, Terrence, is they did a go, like a flat out ghost story on Voyager. It was called The Haunting of Deck Thirteen or whatever, <sighs> and it sucked. Well, it did because they're just bad at it. Because it was the Adventures of Neelix telling you a. Shitty story. Yeah. To putting, children. Putting to a flashlight under his jowls and telling it story. Uh-huh. To bored children who do not have great imaginations, so yeah, it's no. not really going to scare them. No. I, uh, no, I. in a science fiction show, things should be grounded in science, and ghosts are made-up bullshit. Put them in your made-up <laughs> bullshit show like the X-Files. Like, that's where they belong. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that's that's, like, this isn't the place for it. Put it in Buffy. I understand. Put it in, you know, there's a million shows that could do a ghost story and do it well in a good show. But Star Mm -hmm. Trek, that's not where it belongs. Yeah. Like when I say bullshit in this in this uh, context, I mean it lovingly. I don't mean like the X-Files is bullshit. I hate it. You don't need to explain why you don't like the X-Files. No, but I the difference between I don't like it and I think it's bad is is vast. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's bad. I think it's a good like a good horror type show and I'm not really into that. Where there's I mean there's plenty of shitty shows about ghosts too, but I'm saying you can do this well on another show, just not on Star Trek, yeah. that's all. Yeah, do it on Freaky Links. That was coming out around now. What? <laughs> you know, Freaky I forgot Links. about that. I don't know what Everyone forgot about Freaky Links. Nope. It was a it was a, it was a short-lived Fox show about ghosts on the internet. Okay. Was it was it Would've better been coming out was it better or worse than the hilarious House of Frightenstein? Uh, considering nothing can be worse than the hilarious House of Frightenstein. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that was, it was bad. It, 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 
Yeah. At, at only about 12 episodes, it was definitely shorter than an episode of The Hilarious House of Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm still watching The Hilarious House of Frankenstein. <laughs> I mean, you gotta give him this. It was hilarious. Uh, and it was set in a house. I mean, the thing is, I guess I guess Canadian, I guess the, the exchange rate is off because it did not read as hilarious in, in America. <laughs> but maybe in Canada it was and it just didn't, oh. you know, didn't translate. Oh, excuse me. It, oh, excuse me. It's the tedious House of Friends. Yeah, that's that's the one. Um, I'd rather talk about that than this, though. Yeah, wow. that's fine. Yeah. Did you like it when the Wolfman came out and danced? Uh, <laughs> that would have made this more interesting. And then the Igor came out and danced also? I would have clapped for the Wolfman then. <laughs> oh, this sucked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, what was your good thing, Tidro? Uh, I had a good thing. You did? Um, yeah. No one was super gross to to Paul. <laughs> That's the standard. That's the bar we have mm-hmm. to clear, huh? Yeah. No, there was I no mean, rape in this episode. Yeah. I could not think of a single good, actual good thing. For that this happens episode. sometimes. Mm-hmm. We try, but so sometimes that happens. Bad. Yeah. I, think yeah. I didn't even like it. It is the worst offense wouldn't you guys agree for, for absolutely any of these shows I, to be boring if it's bad but in a fun way like i'll that, take a bad know. episode over a boring episode any day of the week because at least bad episodes are fun this is yeah. so this was just a fucking sack of tedium and yeah. pie yeah. and no the last episode was a sack of pie this was the sack of holograms oh <laughs> yeah was the sack of hologram too yes it probably was, was yes everything Ugh. is a hologram all of it it's holograms all the way down God damn. Yeah. It's just the worst. Um, Did I do my good thing? Yes, I did do my good thing. And my bad thing. Mm-hmm. There must be more to talk about, though, right? Um, My good thing, the girl was kind of cute. Oh. Except for the maggots. So, yeah. You mean fake Kess, as you guys were calling it? Yeah, yeah, fake Kess. She Kess. had a very she Kess, that, like, she was just right. that, that big, wide-eyed, like, yeah. short blonde hair, mm-hmm. wide-eyed, you know, like... Yeah, I thought she was all right too. I, She's yeah. cute. Her character mm-hmm. was dumb, but that's not her fault. Yes, and her outfit was cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, like there she was, had good space clothes. There was some good actors in this, but so <laughs> yeah, they didn't do anything. No, yeah, it was. I hated the 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 all of the guard holograms had weird like triangle onesies on, and I oh hated god, that. yeah, that was some bad costuming there. It was, like, yeah, it was really not good. It, it legit looked like they wrapped them in flags. Like they had a bunch of flags <laughs> lying around and yep. just put them on them. But triangle flags. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Like banner. No, Here, what do you call those things? There's a word for that. The, the, what, what are those flags that they use to land aircrafts? Like they don't use them anymore, but they used semaphore. to. Semaphore. Semaphore. It's like they wrapped them in semaphore. Yeah. Uh, I thought Renee looked good in a beard. Yeah, it was a good beard. Yeah. You, you both were fans of the beard. Yeah. He beards were you, up real were you good. Were you not, Tidro? He, he just looked like a dude. Yeah, but, I you mean, know, he just, mm-hmm. it was good. After seeing him look like a smooth-faced, like, baby's bottom for seven seasons, it was nice to see him as something <clears throat> different. I grew up watching Benson. Ah. That is mm-hmm. that is default Rene Aubergenois to me. Ah, see, I, I'm aware of that show, but I never actually saw it. I only know oh, it as the soap it. spinoff. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all about it. was the soap spinoff, right? Yeah. yeah, and, and I watched uh, Soap, too. And uh, that guy, and now I can't think of his name. Damn. The lead guy in that. Boop. Boop, 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 boop. Who was the lead boop, guy? Boop, boop, who played boop, boop. Benson? 
Ah, oh, this is gonna bother me. If only I had a. Way if you know who pl- who played Benson, no. tell us about it on Twitter in three days. Please don't. <laughs> I will long forget that we ever had this conversation. <laughs> As ever. Oh. I've almost forgotten it already. Robert Guillaume, that's it. Because I knew yes. I knew he uh. had a Frenchy show uh, uh, name as well. Mm-hmm. They're just they just picked a bunch of people that sounded like they oh. might be French. And Ethan Phillips was in that show. Duh. Of course he was. That's funny. Of course he was. He just shows up everywhere always. Yep. Somebody call for Ethan Phillips? Nope. No, no one did. He was in the last season of Girls. Yeah, he. She, I always Ooh. forget he's in Arrested Development when I rewatch that, and he's in that, and uh, mm. he was in uh, Veep. Just he shows up on good yeah. shows a lot. It's weird. He was good in Veep, though. Yeah, but you know that's because people got yeah, to insult him like they do on that yeah, show. Yeah, but you're but you're still like looking <laughs> at him, seeing Neelix. So. Yeah, I can't. I, just like when I look at Renee, I see Odo. That's just that's mm-hmm. how it goes. <laughs> can't help it. Um, one thing I like getting back to Trip's friend was they flirted a little, but there was never like there was none of that. Um, Counselor Troy falls in love in thirty minutes. Bullshit. Yep, I liked that. No, they just they just had like a real nice uh, chemistry. Yeah. And at one point, the captain's even like, hey, uh, are you are you getting inappropriate? And he's like, what? No, I took her on the tour of the ship and gave her some ice cream. That's literally it. Like, <clears throat> this is the most innocent date imaginable. Look at my job. Have some ice cream. The end. Trip, Trip did get just a little extra defensive about that. Though. He did, but th- he never once did anything. No, I, I, I think a part. I think a part of that is like them going, "Trip, yeah. are you getting pregnant did, again? <laughs> did you put your dick in it? No, I didn't do nothing, Captain. I swear. Did you touch any? I've been real pebbles? careful. I'm, I've been real careful not to put my dick in anything. Oh right, you, we I gotta, just gave her some ice cream. I got scared off when I heard she might be a skeleton. <laughs> we definitely got to get your uh, your trip impression on the record, Tedro, because uh, that seems to be the well. voice we're all doing this season. <clears throat> I, well, yeah, I just did it. Well, you got to say the word. What? You know. Oh, catfish. There you go. <laughs> catfish. Let the record show. <laughs> she said catfish. Catfish. All right. Okay. Also, I was kind of surprised at the very end that she didn't turn out to be a hologram. because Right, I was so expecting that. That, that seemed like the final twist. So. No, and then he was also a hologram. Yeah. And they'd all been dead for 20 years. Uh, yep. And he went back for his letterman jacket and had a hook for a hand. <laughs> ugh, just, ugh. Ghosts. Fuck ghosts. They said to tell me, they said, she said to say large Marge sent me. <laughs> See, now that would have been interesting. <laughs> watching, watching Trip uh, dance to tequila up on the bar. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, that'd be good. I know Give you are, but what bike, am I? Francis. Give me my bike back. Francis. Francis took my boat. I gotta go get my boat back. There ain't no basement <laughs> in the Alamo. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, I feel like we're running short here, but there's not much more to say about this one. Yeah. I got nothing um, for this. At the very beginning, episode. Trip was very... Like this is like a this is this is a good episode to watch if you want to find out how to be charming to ladies in a non in a non gross way. It's because sad that we Trip have to said, make that that uh, stipulation, but this show does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Trip like like totally low key complimented to Paul at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, said it, like there was 
the trader was trying to sell her some silk, and he was like, "You would look good in silk," and it wasn't I, gross. I actually it was just thought he was ribbing a her a nice little thing. bit. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was kind of giving oh, her shit, yeah. like in a friendly way, but in a yeah. hey, come on, don't you Vulcans want to look pretty? Of course you don't. Yeah. <clears throat> no, he was definitely he was both sincere and teasing her. Yeah. Mm. At the same time. Yep. And then he was just very sweet and nice to the manic pixie alien girl. You really think she was a man? I didn't really see her that way. She had the it's, look. It's she didn't the have the, eye. She yeah, didn't it was not. Way. It wasn't the way she acted so much. It was her def- definitely her look. I could yeah. see that, yeah. Yeah. But no, he was very sweet and nice and uh, didn't, wasn't pushy and didn't, didn't stick his dick in anything. On, didn't yeah. touch her in any unwanted fashion, yeah. which was nice. But yeah, so again, that was nice. Sad that we have to make like, well, in this episode, nobody was raped. So uh, good job, Enterprise. Yeah. One in a row. Gold star for Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. Nice work. I, I did it for a second. You did the think, bare minimum. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did for a second think T'Pol was jealous. I, for a second. And then I was like, nah, she knows she can have trip anytime she wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. She's not jealous. Oh, come on. She knows she's a sexy lady. She's playing the long game here. Obviously. Yeah. She doesn't want him right now, so she's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they telegraphed that in the pilot that those two are going to end up together. <laughs> they really did. Yeah. She just has to snap her... Well, she, has to, she just has to make her up her mind when she decides to snap her fingers. No. That's it. She just needs to wait till <laughs> Pawn Far time. Well, yeah. That's how it works. We had this conversation with the, uh, with the Vulcan who looked like uh, Jean Belcher last week. <laughs> whenever that was. Do you guys sleep 27 hours a day? <laughs> that sounds real good to me. <laughs> Gene's a hard one to do. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. All right. Anything uh, else? No, I think that's it. Do you, mm. you got a quote for us? I do. It's uh, to Paul not being scared of the boogity shit. Well, then you probably imagined it. Vulcans don't imagine things. <laughs> Good job to Paul. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to be. Stupid yeah, yeah. ghosts. Ah. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for an alternate title? Are those kumquats? <laughs> I think. Do, do you? No. Never mind. I, in fact, I don't want you to give any context on that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's much better without. Matt, what do you got? The Haunting of Dump 13. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Way down in Dumb 13. <laughs> and I went with Holodicks. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. That's all for this time. Uh, Deidre, you got stuff you want to plug? Yes, please. Um, I sell very cute Halloween horns that you can wear at Halloween or for cosplay, mm-hmm. and I take custom orders on those. And also soap, including some... I sell a lot of pop culture-related soap, including Star Trek soap, of course. Yep. And uh, you can find those on bunnybubbles.etsy.com. Excellent. Uh, our website, yeah. as ever, postatomichorror.com. Uh, there's a link there for shirts. Some people have been buying shirts. A couple people have chimed in to say they've gotten their shirts and they like their shirts. That is fantastic to hear. Um, they come in uh, standard black or the the three like TOS primary colors. Uh, you can get the logo giant on your chest or up in the corner like a like like a pocket would be. And on the back, like a fancy man. And on the back, it says Matt's famous catchphrase. See you, folks. 
The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this.